Hello everybody, this is part two of Muslims are not your enemy. Now, if I'm saying that Muslims are not your enemy, uh, I'm sort of implying that there is an enemy, but it's not our towel-headed friends over in the Middle East. So I'd like to sort of run some ideas past you. Uh, but first of all, if you've ever read 1984, you know that imaginary enemies uh, with low statistical probabilities of doing damage to you are often created to distract you uh, from the real enemies that you have. So, for instance, in the same way that a pickpocket is going to have a, an associate or an accomplice jostle you so that you don't feel whoever it is taking your wallet. This is a very, very common practice in, uh, in dictatorships or quasi-dictatorships to set up imaginary external enemies and thus you are blind to the actual predations that are occurring within your society. So I'd like to put forward a uh, proposition that uh, your enemy is somebody a little bit closer to home and somebody who looks just a little bit like, I guess, most of you. Uh, the enemy really is Whitey. Whitey is the enemy. And by Whitey, I mean the kind of white guys who make me look like James Brown. So what I mean by that is the question of who is taking your properties and your freedoms away from you. Who is, who is stripping you of your property and who is taking your freedom away from you? Is it uh, Osama bin Laden? No, not so much. Right? He doesn't actually have any politi political power over you directly or indirectly. So it's not Osama bin Laden. Is it Al-Qaeda as a whole? Again, no. Al-Qaeda doesn't have the power of taxation and regulation uh, over you. Uh, so pretty much it's your own government. Uh, it's the whitey of whitey fellows uh, in, um, and Condoleezza Rice, honorary white person in this <laughs> example. It is uh, the people who look a whole lot more like you than the people with tablecloths on their heads uh, and full beards and white uh, curtains covering their privates. It is the people who you sort of, quote, vote for who are taking your property. It's the U.S. government, it's the U.K. government, the Canadian government, the, the Spanish government, whoever you want to say. These are the people who are taking 50% 40%, 60% of your income at the point of a gun, right? Taxation is clearly pointing a gun at you and saying, unless you hand me half your property, uh, you're going to go into the rape rooms we call institutional prisons. It's going to be a slow process sometimes. You're going to get letters. There's going to be a court date. But in the end, people are going to come to your house with guns, and if you don't give them what they want with interest and penalties by this point, they will take you to jail, and if you attempt to defend yourself, they will gun you down and they will get a commendation for it. And counseling, because it's traumatic to shoot an innocent person who's uh, acting in self-defense. Very difficult for the cops to do that, of course. So, it's the people in your government who are taking half your income, who are adding in the U.S. approximately 100,000 new pieces of regulations and laws every year, right, slowly entangling you in a suffocating net of legality and complication, where the tax laws are not understood by any single human being and thus can be used at any time to throw anyone in jail, where people uh, with eminent domain can seize your property, where you can be thrown in jail for years or decades for smoking a plant, a piece of vegetation, where you uh, must give money and usually your children to the public school system for a, almost a decade and a half of brain-mincing, boring empty, stupid indoctrination. So when it comes to looking at the people who are actually harming both your property and your privacy and your freedom, it's not the Muslims. 
The Muslims are a convenient scapegoat. And you say, focus over there. Those bad people are threatening your liberties. I mean, it's really, really quite ridiculous. I've never been taxed by Osama bin Laden. I get taxed at 50 to 60% up here in Canada. And uh, those are the people who are taking my property at the point of a gun. People who kind of look pretty white and not so much the people in, in turbans. So when you look at who it is who is opposing your interests, who it is who is using violence against you, it's your own government. It's not the people overseas. And the people in your own government, particularly if you're in the US or the UK, are sending the money that they take from you through force over to the Middle East to arm people. To arm people. They spent $200 billion arming the Saudi government so that it can repress and kill and, and maim and slaughter and mutilate and behead and oppress the women. There are 700 U.S. bases overseas. How would you as an American feel if China had a base that took up half of New York? Would you feel like maybe this was a bad thing? And where do you think Osama bin Laden learned that the best way to engage a superpower is to weaken it economically by drawing it into a war and exacerbating that war? To attack is much more expensive than to defend. I mean, just economically speaking, attacking is much more expensive than defending. A $15 million fighter can be brought down with a $20,000 rocket. Right? Whoever is in the invading or attacking uh, environment, and this has been true since the 60s or 70s, whoever is in the, like in the Second World War, it was about the same price to attack as it was to defend. To attack now is much more expensive than to defend. And so when you draw a superpower into a conflict with the Soviets, it was Afghanistan, and the CIA trained Osama bin Laden and his Mujahideen to go in and to continue to attack the Russians and bleed them dry economically until the whole system collapsed. That's how he learned to do it. Right? Now, to get America into the Middle East, which is where they needed to draw the soldiers in order to attack them, of course they attacked the World Trade Center. And uh, the Pentagon and, and the White House and so on. And then America absolutely uh, picking up the script and going, oh, I'm supposed to do this stupid self-destructive thing next. They go to the Middle East, where all of the assholes in the world pile down on them to shoot up the troops and to disrupt the local economy. <sighs> so there are all these bases overseas. There's all these fundings of dictatorships. And naturally, then, the U.S. gets attacked. This is exactly what the CIA says. This is exactly what's in the 9-11 Commission report. It's called blowback. I mean, you may have heard Ron Paul talking about it. It's confirmed. I mean, no question. There's no question of that. So the reason you're attacked is because of your government. And then your government, in order to maintain the freedoms that it claims you're being attacked for, destroys and disrupts and undermines and eliminates those freedoms. And, and just think about it. I mean, all you have to do is think about it for a moment. And I'm not saying you don't, right? But I'm just saying, right? <laughs> I mean, it's pretty funny when you think about it. I mean, it's terrible and it's sad, but it's funny. Uh, the story is that the Muslims hate America for its, its freedoms. Its freedoms. If that's the case, the greater the freedoms, the greater the hatred, right? That would be logical, right? If I say I hate the color green, the more green something is, the more I should hate it. Otherwise, there's some other factor involved. Why do you think it is when America was far more free in the 19th century, when taxation was one-fiftieth what it is now, 
when the regulations were virtually non-existent compared to this incredible blanket of suffocating regulation that's going on in America at the moment. Why do you think the Muslims did not attack America when America was far more free, if the freedoms are what they hate? Why did they wait until America was turning into this fascist state before attacking it? If they're just so absolutely appalled at our freedoms, why do you think they waited until the U.S. just happened to have a highly intrusive, meddling, violent foreign policy in the Middle East to attack us? It doesn't take much thinking to figure this out. And the fact is that it's not mentioned, right? It's not mentioned in any of the main... I mean, there's a story, there's a mythology around, always the case with nations and patriotism, always the case that we're the good guys, they're the bad guys, and the only reason they could hate us is because we're just such great guys. And uh, it's a kind of schadenfreude on steroids that causes them to just want to kill us. But when you think about the people who are actually affecting your liberties, who are actually affecting your property rights, who are actively indoctrinating your children, who is it? Is it the people in the Middle East? Is it Osama bin Laden? Is it Al-Qaeda who are taking away your property and your rights and the cognitive abilities of your children? Who are funding dictatorships overseas? Who have hundreds of military bases around the world interfering, bribing, introducing weapons? If America is so pacifist, why is the American government one of the largest purveyors of arms sales throughout the world? If you hire a security guard to protect you and you find that that security guard is selling rocket launchers to the mafia who then come and take all your property, what do you think? What would you do in that situation? Would you say, gee, well, you know, I better give that security guard more money and more rockets because, boy... <laughs> because there's lots of people out there with rockets and with money. Well, where do you think they got it from? So when it comes to looking at your enemies, I would strongly suggest that you just work rationally and say, well, an enemy is somebody who attacks me using force to take away my property or my liberty. And that's not people overseas, my friends. That's the people you see smiling back at you from political commercials. So I hope that this helps at least understand my perspective on this stuff. And I look forward to hearing your comments. Thank you so, so much.